0: Listening to Coast to Coast Latino. Welcome to the Friday edition of Coast to Coast Latino. Today is December 11th, 2020. We're getting that much closer to the end of the year. My name is Adrian Perez, I am your host. We're listening to Willie Bobo, also known as William Correa, his birth name. A uh, Puerto Rican jazz percussionist, musician, arranger, composer. Uh, He was around in the 1960s and 70s especially. His uh, style of playing had a significant impact in the boogaloo movement of the late 50s and 60s in uh, New York. He played together with Tito Puente, Carlos Santana, uh, uh, and just a wide variety of jazz musicians. Miles Davis, Jose Feliciano, uh, Chris Hamilton, Herbie Hancock, and uh, when you go on youtube or if you uh listen to him on spotify you're gonna find that uh he's extremely versatile very enjoyable his music is uh extremely uh unique because it happens to be jazz and i know latinos go really latinos playing jazz yeah we have latinos have had a significant impact in jazz music and willie bobo was one of those As a multi-talented percussionist, he could play drums, timbales, congas, etc. And he added a lot of flavor. He even played uh, on the music for the Bill Cosby Show. And uh, just just an incredible uh, musician. If you get a chance, check him out, YouTube or Spotify, Willie Bobo. Again, I want to thank you for joining me this Friday on Coast to Coast Latino. We have a lot of uh, information to uh, cover, especially on COVID-19, because COVID-19 has gone amok. I mean, it has really gone out there and started destroying communities uh, left and right, Uh, especially the Latino community. When you look at Los Angeles, when you look at uh, El Paso, Uh, uh, Florida, uh, Houston, you know, we're looking at at many communities that are very significantly being impacted by COVID-19. And they warned us, they warned us, the experts told us, look, it's going to get really bad, especially during the winter months. We're approximately 10 days away from the beginning of winter. And we're already seeing this, this uh, surge in not only uh, uh, deaths, uh, but infections and, and in the US, which leads the entire world in both infections and deaths. uh, It's really tragic because we are a world, the world leader, and yet we didn't handle this particular pandemic, we we were able to handle a bunch of others. And uh, when we have over 3100 people dying per day, and that's happened for the last uh, two days, 3100 people dying per day. Uh, it is a lot more than died at at the uh, Twin Tower uh, disaster. And uh, in total, we've hit uh, over 290,000 deaths. That's much more than uh, the number of deaths we experienced, Americans experienced, in World War II. Uh, And this is only over a nine-month period, folks. Again, uh, had our leadership taken this uh, pandemic seriously, Had they designed a plan to address the pandemic? Experts have been telling us that uh, if we would have had a plan of some type, uh, the number of infections and, and of course, the death tolls wouldn't be as high. I I mean, just to give you an idea, uh, there have been 15.6 million infections in the United States and uh, there have been two hundred and ninety two thousand deaths and right now at the rate things are going we are averaging uh, well over two hundred and nine thousand infections per day in the United States we lead the world but that's not what we are about and that's not what we should be known for but yet That is where we are at right now. I mean, just to give you an idea, uh, quite a number of states, large populated states, are on an uptick right now. They're experiencing an increase in, uh, in infections and deaths. In the last two weeks, for example, Alabama, California, Georgia, Idaho, Maryland, Mississippi, New Hampshire... Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, uh, West Virginia, North Carolina, Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, Delaware, New York, Massachusetts, Washington DC, Alaska, the state of Washington, Rhode Island, Texas, and Nebraska have all been seeing a significant increase in infections. And the only ones that have seen any kind of a decrease, especially in the last two weeks, is Colorado, New Mexico, Iowa, and Wyoming. And that's because their governors took very aggressive steps to begin to address COVID-19. In California, uh, we know that the uh, governor has taken significant steps. In fact, as of uh, midnight last night, Uh, The majority of the state, affecting pretty close to 35 million people, uh, have been told stay at home. So we have stay-at-home orders in California now, which means that businesses are going to be shutting down again, which means that those businesses are going to be impacted and employees are going to be laid off. And it's a terrible situation to be in. Uh, we have a Congress that doesn't seem to be able to fully understand the impacts of these of this pandemic. Uh, and as a result, they can't seem to negotiate on some kind of a stimulus package to be able to help out our small business owners, as well as those that have become unemployed. Now, when you read Right now, when you read the number of people who who are unemployed or filed for uh, unemployment, you're going to see these numbers fluctuate up and down. What you don't see are the number of people who have said, I've given up on this thing. I need to do something. And uh, they're no longer in the uh, in the count, if you will. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people who are no longer bothering, trying to file for, for unemployment. Uh, What we're also seeing is a lot of creative approaches at how to make money. There are folks who are doubling up on jobs. There are folks who work, uh, Monday through Friday, eight to five. Uh, at a store like Walmart and on Saturdays and Sundays they are putting out a food cart and selling hot foods like hot dogs, tacos uh, burritos etc. and that's how they're able to make ends meet there are others who are on the uh, food lines and we're talking about food lines that 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 are attracting you know thousands of individuals and those food lines in some cases are literally over a day long and not everybody gets food because at the end those especially those at the very end uh, were not able to get any food these are very trying times and the pandemic has been absolutely, positively, uh, the one to blame. No question about it. But there are other people we need to blame, especially our president, who failed to see the significance of what this pandemic could do. All he was worried about is the potential that it would ha- that that it may have a negative impact on his uh, re-election. Well, we know he lost the the election, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the election. We know he lost the election on November 3rd. Um, He has filed uh, about 50 lawsuits uh, trying to change the votes in key states. Uh, And so far, he has lost about 50 court cases. Now he's hung up, hung his hat on this uh, lawsuit that was filed by the Attorney General of Texas to try to get the Supreme Court to overturn the election results in the uh, in the key states, uh, including Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and uh, let me tell you, the Attorney Generals in those states, including Georgia, by the way. Uh, The Attorney generals in those states filed briefs to counter that lawsuit, pretty much telling the Supreme Court Texas has no right to tell us what to do, which is true. Every state is a sovereign state. It is separate and apart from each other. The only thing that keeps us together is the Constitution of the United States. Otherwise, every state could function as its own entity, and and they do. They have their own state legislature, they have their own governors, they have their own election processes, etc. So you have Texas now that has filed this lawsuit claiming that uh, there was uh, fraud, uh, which is something that uh, Willie Giuliani said more than once in court, that it was not a case of Fraud, even though in when he does his public appearances, he says that it's fraud. Uh, but what's happened is it's created a lot of confusion among voters and among Americans. Period. And so folks are are doubting whether or not their vote was actually counted, while others are saying, you know, President. Uh, Donald Trump is, is a sore loser. Now, Donald Trump is pushing the envelope on the whole concept of authoritarianism. And for those of you who are not familiar with it, all you need to do is look at countries like Venezuela and understand that, yeah, they rigged their elections so the guy can get reelected over and over and over again. Russia is no different. And now we have the president of the United States of America challenging the democracy that was established over 250 years ago by the individuals who established this country, who set up a democracy. And they're challenging that. He's challenging that and making it very difficult for our country to move forward and where he says that uh, we look like uh, like a third world country and that we've become a laughing stock of the world because of the way we handle our elections. What he doesn't understand is he has made us the laughing stock of the world because he is challenging and doing things that we've never seen before. You know, I mean, if the guy's a sore loser, you know what? We understand that. But the fact that he is treading on criminal activity because it's seditious. When you consider what he's trying to do, it's very seditious. It is against the values of America. It is against democracy It is against the Constitution of the United States. And let me tell you, if the Supreme Court were to uh, hear the case and actually make a decision based on the the poor arguments that Texas has uh, has put forth. Uh, we need to start impeaching some uh, some uh, members of the Supreme Court, and we do have that ability. So there's a lot of things that are that are going on with regard to the elections. Uh, on Monday, the Electoral College is going to meet and they are going to vote. And uh, that's why there's this, you know, 11th hour approach or or, or desperation approach of trying to get uh, the Supreme Court involved in the election to overturn the election results. But can you imagine if all of a sudden you found out that your vote didn't count because a court decided that your vote was perhaps tampered with, therefore, they threw it out. You know, there's gonna be millions of people that are extremely, that will be, will be extremely angry. And if they hold the election again, in my opinion, uh, it would be lopsided against Donald Trump because of this tantrum that he's throwing. The impact that that his tantrum is having can be seen best in the state of Georgia where a lot of Republican voters are saying they're not going to vote. They're going to protest the vote in the Senate runoff. The importance of that Senate runoff is that it will determine uh, whether Republicans or Democrats will control the U.S. Senate. So it's very significant, and uh, it'll have nationwide implications without a doubt asians and latinos were the ones who turned georgia blue for the first time since uh, 1992. and it's still latinos and asians that are coalescing to support the democratic candidates there uh donald trump went to georgia to try to muster up more votes for the republican senators uh But he didn't even mention them. I mean, he jumped almost immediately into his whiny, uh, I won this this election and it's being stolen from me, etc. And uh, let me tell you, folks, if if there was ever a reason not to like an individual, Donald Trump is demonstrating it. What he is doing is totally un-American. What he is doing is is clearly showing us that we voted in a game show host and a game show host that has such a huge ego that his ego cannot stand the idea of losing this election. I mean, for criminy sake, William Barr, his own attorney general, said he found no evidence of fraud. And yet Donald Trump is insistent. There's all this fraud, hundreds of millions of votes. You know, it it's like trying to explain to a to a, a three year old the concept of county. You know, some three year olds get it, other three year olds have no idea what you're talking about. And uh and right now, what we're seeing is a president who doesn't grasp the concept of how votes work, how counting works, percentages, et cetera. I mean, when you listen to his speeches, he makes absolutely no, no sense at all. He throws out a bunch of numbers, but they don't mean anything. So we've got a, we've got a very interesting situation next Wednesday we hope to bring to you. The end results of uh, the uh, electoral college vote, and uh, we're also making an assumption that the Supreme Court is going to negate the uh, lawsuit filed by Texas, and they're probably going to treat it the same way they treated Pennsylvania's uh, lawsuit, where uh, they'll get one sentence that says, you know, we've looked at it and we decided to deny your your request. It'll be simple and to the point. Now, getting back to the uh, pandemic. The reason that uh, so many votes were cast through mail versus uh, versus uh, in person is because of the pandemic. And the idea was not to spread uh, the disease anymore. Uh, for states who denied that like texas and and others uh we've seen an uptick in COVID 19 cases and we still have a number of governors and state legislators who are denying the existence of COVID 19 so they walk around without masks okay uh in and the sad thing about it is, many of these folks are getting getting infected. There was a a, a gentleman, uh, for example, a Republican who was uh, voted in as Speaker of the House. He got COVID nineteen last week. Today, instead of being sworn in, uh, they're conducting funeral services. He didn't he didn't live. Um, and understand that if you get COVID-19 you're not going to get the same cocktail mixes that the president received because that's an extremely rare hard to get cocktail of medications that can tackle COVID-19 up front. Now on the bright side of everything there is a vaccine the uh, uh, Food and Drug Administration approved the vaccine. The vaccine will uh, become available, uh, and well, it's already available. It's being distributed as we speak. And uh, what we're going to see is beginning on Monday, uh, people are going to start receiving injections. Um, it's going to be based on uh, the importance of that individual getting the uh, vaccine. Many of us know that, uh, especially in the medical field, uh, doctors and nurses are going to be receiving the vaccine. Are there adverse uh, impacts or adverse uh, effects of uh, of the vaccine? Of course, in England, they've already identified that individuals with really bad allergies should not receive the vaccine. So here in the US, I'm assuming they're gonna be telling us the same thing. If you suffer from really bad allergies, uh, you might want to talk to your doctor about this. But if you suffer from really bad allergies, it's probably not going to be a good idea for you to get the, uh, the vaccine. Now, with the vaccine and uh, with the social distancing, wearing the masks, and there's going to be more of a mandate to wear masks by the way especially over the next 6 months but the wearing of the masks uh washing your hands uh regularly uh and quarantining yourself in the event that you come around anybody uh who had the uh, the uh the virus that is going to start curbing the number of infections That we have and all the experts are telling us that all the experts are saying we're going to see some major uh, curbing of infections start happening in uh, in the spring. Now, all of us are desperate to get back to what we believe was a normal life and uh, and we're, we're antsy, we're all antsy, but with stay at home orders with wearing masks. um, You know, we got to we got to, you know, take control of this thing. Especially we Latinos, because it's impacting us the most. Every single major publication is telling us that every study is telling us that. Um, And if you don't believe me, just visit us at Coast to Coast Latino on Facebook. And you'll see the dozens of articles that are in there that are saying that Latinos are disproportionately being impacted. I mean, our population is only 19% in the US, but when you have 25% of our community being impacted, that's a lot of people. So my advice to you is pay attention to the symptoms. Chills. a feeling of of as if you're getting sick obviously uh diarrhea uh loss of uh taste and smell these are the most profound ways of telling and of course if you're running a fever and the reason they check you for fever when you're entering an establishment is to make sure that you're not sick of anything period because it could be in fact COVID 19 uh, work with your kids uh, uh, because kids of course are are big spreaders of of this particular uh, virus and uh, talk to them let them know why it's important to wear a mask, wash their hands social distancing etc uh, they, they'll listen to you because you're the parent now in other uh, news I don't know how many of you are aware of this, but uh, there's a senator uh, who uh, his name's Mike Lee, and he blocked the establishment of the Latino American Museum in Washington, D.C. His effort makes absolutely no sense, uh, but yet you know he he was able to to introduce this piece of um, of legislation to block the establishment of the American Latino Museum so US representative Alejandria Ocasio-Cortez just ripped the new one into uh into Utah senator uh Lee's behind when uh you hear what she said she said uh, good to know that Utah Senator Mike Lee is spending his time today giving speeches about why Latinos shouldn't have a national museum and you know the thing is is that Mike Lee blocked two proposals not just the American Latino but also the uh, women's history and he did it uh, in a dramatic way during the uh, Senate session on Thursday And, uh, there is no, there's no way of explaining what this guy's thinking is considering that Utah has one of the largest number of Latino communities that's still growing. And, uh, he made himself a target for, for getting thrown out. I think there's going to be a tremendous push to get him thrown out of office and look, there are a number of other legislators throughout the, the U.S., not just not just Utah, who are becoming more and more uh, uh, Trump like. And they're they're actually endorsing the Trump like approach. And uh, Senator Mike Lee is one of those. And they're putting a target on the back of their uh Uh, uh, jackets and they're saying look go after me in the next election please and we should oblige we should definitely oblige we should go out there and go after them and try to throw them out of office and as many of you know we have a lot of Latinos that are evangelicals and uh, there's a big push to open up the churches and allow people to uh, to attend services especially during the uh, Christmas season we get that however uh it's been determined and there's plenty of statistics that show that churches are a massive spreader of covid-19 uh there was a court case in uh New York that the US Supreme Court upheld that uh that they have a right to have church Uh, The lawsuits being filed in California are going to have a significant impact as well. But uh, understand uh, for the parishioners, I want to share this with you. Understand that God doesn't want us to die by COVID-19. And you need to talk to your pastors about that. You know, you need to, to allow the pastors to share with you why they believe that God is going to protect you from COVID-19 versus, uh, the medical experts that are telling us to not congregate in such, such large numbers. Finally, I want to leave you with a message from, uh, an individual who has had a significant impact in the U S army from her grave. Vanessa Guillen and her family fought and fought hard. To make changes in the U.S. Army and how it approaches murder, rape, and other sexual harassment type of attitudes in the Army. And after conducting a massive investigation in Fort Hood, changes are coming. Unfortunately it took the life of Vanessa Guillen. I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, Friday on this edition of Coast to Coast Latino I want you to I want to invite you to join us on Coast to Coast Latino on Facebook we are brought to you by the Vida de Oro Foundation a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the arts and enhancing the community we're also brought to you by U-Haul for your moving and storage needs contact U-Haul again my name is Adrian Perez Stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, social distancing, and share as much information about COVID-19 with your kids. Okay, take care.